Okie dokie. Now we're on to segment number five for season six, episode five, with struggles and strategies as our main topic. And this one is Bud Backlash Overlook. And this segment explores the backlash of the Budweiser Company's promotion of a transsexual spokesperson that is costing employees their jobs and benefits. And this um, this idea is pretty much coming from, or this concept, uh, concept overview, whatever, is pretty much coming from this past summer. Uh, I saw a quick little brief video. I try to save that damn thing, but man, I just had so much shit going on. I couldn't really keep track of uh, what I saw. I, it might have been off of Facebook, actually. Uh, I thought it was under... Um, YouTube, but I think it's actually under uh, Facebook. Anyways, um, what happened was there was a video where this guy was talking about, you know, oh, this Budweiser backlash, you know, yeah, that's, that's fine and dandy that, you know, the American public is expressing their freedom of speech to, um, to not buy Budweiser products and, uh, Anheuser-Busch and all that shit. And, you know, that, that's fine. That's great. But, uh, you know, all due to that Dylan Mulvaney guy, you know, he, he might've considered himself a woman, a woman, but he's to a John. He's, he's still a guy anyways. Um, so off of that, they were saying shutting down Budweiser is costing jobs of regular Americans that had nothing to do with it. I was like, Oh shit. Yeah, man, that's true. Because, the the truck drivers, the one to deliver the Budweiser beer to these other places, they they're not doing their job and they're not getting paid because people are not buying Budweiser. And I was like, oh shit, man, that sucks. I said, what a catch twenty two, man. You know, in order to teach Budweiser a lesson to not use a spokesperson like that Dylan Mulvaney guy, um, you know you're costing someone else's livelihood, you know, because you want to punish, you know, for this certain agenda topic, you know, and that's where I was like, Oh shit, man, that is, that is a double edged sword. You know, it's, it's really hard to, you know, think of trying to think of a, a decent solution for that when, you know, the people behind the scenes that have nothing to do with it are just, you know, your every average everyday worker, you know? And, uh, so that's where I was like, damn, man, that sucks. And then there was like other, um, there were other boycotts of other products at the time. Let's see, this was back in July or June. Um, there was, Oh shit, man. There was, there was another company that was getting boycotted and that was the same thing over again. And the way this video talked about it, it was that it was an agenda to get Americans to stop working so they could, um, they could stay home and collect like a paycheck for doing nothing while the rest of the government, democratic government, I think it was, or the new world order government was going to be like 
making everything automated. And once it gets to that point, you know, then you're going to have to comply with them in order to get their services. So it's like, you know, if you want to, if you want to get bologna and bread to feed your starving family, you're going to have to register with the government. And right there, that's where they got you and they want to keep track of you. I don't know. It's, it's so stupid to keep track of people, you know, but that was their plan, you know? And I was like, Oh damn, man, that that's pretty wicked. That's in a way it's really smart too, you know? And, but it's still like a conspiracy theory of what the government's trying to do to control us. And I was like, Oh man, fuck, you know, how, how do you, you know, strategize your way out of that when it's just another struggle after struggle. And then, um, there was also, there was, I see, what was it too, man? I was going to add something. I just, just kind of slipped my mouth a few seconds ago. Um, uh, but going back to what I was saying about this video and just pretty much about these boycotts on boycotts on these, um, these, 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 these things, um, products. There we go. Fuck man. Come on words. Let's go. You know, you're all ready to talk earlier. And, um, so that's where I wanted to say that, um, oh yeah. Now I remember what I was going to say. I'm not a big supporter of Bud Light uh, or alcohol. You know, that's just not my thing. Every time I think of Bud Light, Budweiser, beer, I think of drunken Navajos. I think of brothers fighting. I think of, um, you know, somebody trying to kill somebody. You know, my my late brother, the one that was an alcoholic, every time he got drunk and mad, he'd always reach for a knife and try to, you know, stab somebody and cut them and, I remember as a little kid in uh, Albuquerque, I was like in kindergarten, I think it was, no, first grade. I don't know what happened, but my brother got really mad and I guess he got a knife and he tried to, um, he tried to stab our cousin and um, we all just kind of, my sister told me just get out of the, get out of the house, you know, you know, so I jumped out through the window and, um, and then my older sister grabbed me and my other sister and, you know, we ran down the driveway onto the street and that's where we could hear my brother cussing and yelling. And man, I was freaking out. I was like, you know, I didn't like the fact that alcohol was doing that to him. And then later on, uh, I, I don't know, somebody called the cops or, or the neighbors or somehow the cops came over. And the next thing I remember is they had my, my brother on the ground and they had his, uh, hands handcuffed behind his back. And, uh, you know, my, me as a little kid, my eyeballs are all big, like, Oh damn, look at that. You know? And my brother was, uh, he was all mad. His eyes were all red and there was like a drool coming out of his mouth. And, um, he was trying to bite the cops, the Albuquerque police uh, and, you know, APD, they were standing there and they were just, you know, they just kind of had to let him just get it all out of his system. But, Lucky for him, uh, that George Floyd thing didn't happen where they sat on him and, uh, you know, sat on his chest and he couldn't breathe. But finally, uh, oh, and then uh, somebody, I don't know if it was my other brother or my cousin, but somebody used their 
long sleeve shirt to tie around my brother's ankles and his hands while the handcuffs were around him. And that's what they had. And then I remember that they picked him up like that and they took him into the um, cop car. So, you know, that's one thing that I will always hate alcohol for is, you know, for doing that to him. And also, you know, just kind of uh, over here in Clagato, you know, with the relatives, damn, they're just hardcore alcoholics, you know, and you put those two elements together, you know, you get stuff like, you know, broken walls, busted windows, um, burnt up cars, destruction. And then my cousins were like, oh, well, I didn't know that was going to happen. It's like, you, you know how he is when he gets drunk because my cousins, they're not violent like that. They just talk a lot of shit and they, then they get in the fight and then that's it. But my brother, he would get really violent and go grab a knife and he try to cut people with it. So, um, there's that. And then my dad, when he used to get drunk and he used to throw our mom around now, like I said, I had never seen him throw her around, beat her down, but he would always walk out of the house. And then, um, later we see our mom, her face is all bloody and, you know, man, he used to scare the hell out of me, man, as a little kid, you know? So to me, alcohol has just always been associated with blood and violence. So that's why, you know, for the whole thing about the boycott, yeah, you know, it, it's good to finally see, you know, Bud Light getting what they deserve. But then at the same time, you know, just thinking about people that behind the scenes that are actually suffering, you know, they need that job, they need that money. And then just knowing what the government's up to, you know, it's just really a, a, a shitty situation. It's a shit sandwich and we're all going to have to take a bite type of a, a scenario. Excuse me. And then, um, so that's why when this whole thing was going down, I, I was, you know, I was supporting it. I was all in favor of it. But then after I saw that video where it's talking about the people that are suffering now, I was like, oh shit, man. I, you know, I, oh, the only thing I could suggest is that they find another job, you know, but that's easier said than done for some people, you know, some people that's all they know, but, um, it, alcohol is pretty much going to be just one of those constant battles that we're going to keep having and it's going to be a struggle and there's going to be strategies in order to get families back together. But it really comes down to the individual because there's a lot of, um, hidden things that we don't know, you know, what happens in families, and what I started to realize later on was that in Tordjali, there was a lot of, not incest, but there was like rape, even of, of the men, you know, of the, well, when they were young boys, teenagers, they were still being raped. And I was like, damn, by their own uncles and their own cousins, you know. So I was just like tripping out. And, you know, that's where, you know, just looking at this whole thing of um, just how, the impact of this boycott to Budweiser is, it's just really making me think of, um, you know, all these past experiences with people that, or family and relatives that I knew that were, um, just heavily dependent on alcohol. And a lot of them in Tuojale have died as well as over here in Clagato, but, uh, we weren't really meant to be alcoholics, you know, it just, 
there are those Navajos that say, oh, I know how to drink. I just usually just take a few sips here and there, and then I know when I'm getting drunk and I go to sleep. Those type of people, eventually, you know, they will get to the point where they get drunk and they'll overdo it. And, you know, to me, I, I want to call out their hypocrisy and say, well, I thought you said you knew how to drink. But then, you know, what's the point of me being hypocritical, you know? Um, I don't um, drink alcohol, but let's see, what's, what's something that's equivalent to that would probably be soda, maybe? Soda or energy drinks. Somebody might tell me, oh, yeah, you, you talk a lot of shit about alcoholics, but you're over here drinking a lot of, you know, carbonated sugar drinks. And for me, I was like, well, not really. Um, I drink a lot of water, you know, that's, it's what's helped me lose a lot of weight. And I don't really have that big fat ass I once did. So, you know, uh, soda is pretty good every now and then. I, I try not to drink it too much, but milk Milk and a uh, fruit punch, man, those two combinations. Oh shit. It's, I, I can't get enough of it sometimes. So anyways, other than that, you know, I just wanted to bring that up about this boycott of Budweiser. And then I don't know what happened in the mainstream media, uh, mainstream America, but I guess Kid Rock uh, ended up drinking a Budweiser or I don't know what happened right there. Something with Kid Rock accepting Budweiser again, and then a lot of people started getting all pissed, and you know they started making fun of him with memes and all this shit. So I don't know what happened right there. Maybe I'll I'll see a video on it later. But that's where, um, to me, it just goes to show that alcohol does have a, a strong grip on some people like that. And um, I know that there was a quick. Um, like a boycott of uh, what was it, George Bush, Garth Brooks for serving uh, Budweiser at his restaurants or his bars, his sports bars. So I don't know what, what really became of that, but all these boycotts, you know, they're just, they're just going to be fads and, you know, it's just kind of interesting to know where they're going to be in a few years, but uh, other than that, uh, my 15 minutes is coming up. So I just wanted to say that, um, you know, this bud backlash outlook, it could be the catalyst. It could be the start of how things may become later in the future where the government starts to shut down everything. Everybody stays home. And then in order to get what the government's offering again, you'd have to register, sign up, kind of do like a food stamp type thing. And then they keep you monitored for, oh man, all kinds of fucking reasons. Maybe uh, human trafficking, maybe sacrifice, maybe uh, human experiments. It's just the door's wide open. Just take a guess on what the government's going to do to you if they ever catch you. But anyways, let's go ahead and jump on to the second, I mean second, <laughs> the last segment of the night. Um, this one will be filming veteran struggles. So this is the last one and then we'll go get some sleep. All right, Horned Hood listeners, hang in there one more segment. <laughs> Thank you. 